Hi there, and welcome to the Love or Leave the Law podcast with your hosts, Adam Olette and Casey Berman. Hi, everyone. Casey Berman from Love the Law podcast. So happy to have you back. I'm here with my co-host, Adam Olette. Adam, say hello. Hey there, guys. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks again for being with us, everybody. I'm going to give you a little background on where we are, and then Adam's going to talk a lot today about we're staying at a high level about how we can continue to love the law. You know, I've been talking with a lot of people since we started this podcast, Love or Leave the Law, about what we're talking about uh, for people who can who who can leave the law and find ways for alternative careers, and also talking to people about ways they can stay in the law and continue to create this type of practice that really works with them, aligns with them, that's less stressful and, and more mindful. And people are just loving this idea. Um, we are so excited to uh, have started this podcast and really hope that it's helpful for you. Now, what we're going to talk about today and in the next uh, few podcasts, and then we're going to dive into a lot of detail, but what we're going to talk about today is really at a high level all the reasons that you can still continue to love the law. I know there's a lot of reasons that we don't that we're going to get into down the road, but one thing that we do want to talk about are all the reasons that you can love the law, what's good about it, um, how it aligns with us, and how it can really be that career that that we really thought it is. So, Adam, I want to continue our conversation from the last episode and maybe pick up where we talked about, you know, what are the reasons, what are some of the characteristics of a law practice that really do align with us, yeah. that that can make us happy, and maybe get into a bit more detail uh, about each one. Well, one of the things when Casey and I discussed this episode was, should we start deep diving into these uh, topics about how we can find ways to love the law or love it even more? I mean, there are going to be some of you on here that do love being a lawyer. You just want to find other ways to uh, direct your creativity. There's just going to be a bunch of ideas here in general. But one of the things we discussed was, let's just keep going at a big 50,000 view uh, overview of all this. And then right. we're going to really deep dive into uh, these topics in multiple, multiple sessions. We've got, ladies and gentlemen, we've got years worth of stuff here. I don't think we're ever going to run out of stuff to talk about because there is so much to know about being a lawyer, about uh, being a human being. <laughs> so yeah. one of the things we did talk about last week was... Um, taking a look at what you love doing and then delegating what you don't. So I had you made a, make a list of the stuff that you really love about being a lawyer. And so let's talk a little bit about delegation because that for me was a biggie. It was so many things I was doing as a lawyer that I really didn't like to do. And one of the problems I had as a human being was I just didn't want to give up control of everything. And I know Casey, you, you probably have that same issue. Anybody that has a business or kids or animals, <laughs> pets, knows that we try to control everything. And I thought I was the only one that could do it. I could do it the best and that no one else could do it like I could. That was bullshit. Sorry to, to say that, but it was. It, it, it's, it's not a good way to run your life either, thinking that you've got to do everything. Because <clears throat> when you don't delegate stuff, especially if you have staff that can help you, when you don't delegate stuff, you get overwhelmed. 
And That's this right. This is a big thing, right, Casey? I mean, this is a big thing for lawyers. In one of the future episodes, we're going to talk all about stress, stress relief, meditation, and how you can have less stress just looking at life differently, a different perspective and, from things. But tell me, Adam, Casey, so, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I wanted you to input. Yeah, I want to jump in on that because for me, you know, one, you think you're the best that can do it. And I've seen tasks that I have on my list um, for for business, for back when I was a lawyer, back when, you know, when, what I'm doing with LeaveLawBehind.com. And if I really look at them and sort of shed this idea of control, I realize these are tasks that sometimes I know nothing about, whether it's video editing or, or something with a website or marketing. Yeah, I can learn it, but a lot of this stuff I don't even know about. And, and this idea, this need for control is sort of blinding me to what I am good at and, and what I'm not. And then the other angle that I always see is that it I'll, I'll just do it later. It's on my to-do list. At least I've done the job to get my to-do list in good shape, but I got 50 things on it and I'm going to get it all done on that Sunday night. No way. Not going to happen. And that's where the stress comes in and the unhappiness and lack of sleep. And you wonder why you're so irritable on a Monday or Tuesday. And it's because of all that overwhelmingness that you sort of brought on yourself on a Sunday night. So I think delegation is is so obvious, but we as lawyers, one thing I talk about in leaveallbehind.com is we don't we avoid risk. We don't want to risk anything, but I think you're right. We also want to control everything. Well, what I did to overcome that, uh, just me wanting to control everything, is I sat my team down, uh, my law office team, my title company team, and I I made them do this very same exercise, Casey. What I did was said, what do you love about your job? What do you love working on? What what don't you love? Yeah. And what are you kind of in the middle about? What's on, what's on the line for you? You don't hate it. You don't love it. But it's okay. And then what we did was we just started to work within the capability of the teams and have people work on more of stuff that they love. Right. And so when you do that and you have your team doing it, so you implement it first. That's all there is to it. You've got to implement that first. But then when you have your team doing stuff that they love doing, and it's right. sometimes it's impossible to really get your team aligned with them doing everything they want. Because if they're a paralegal, there's going to be a lot of stuff they're going to have to do for you. I mean, that's all there right. is to it. But right. if you can have assistance, I had three or four different paralegals and assistants at the same time working in various capacities. Uh, and if I could have them working on stuff they love, then they were doing a better job of it. But and you know, the, the skill, what I've seen in the skill there with ourselves and with others is it sounds great to find what you love and really focus on. The flip side of that, though, is you do have to admit there are certain things you're not good at. Oh, yeah. And, and these may be things you think you're good at or want to be good at or right. feel your identity is tied to being good at these things. So the flip side of focusing on what you're good at is seeing what you're not good at. And sometimes that can be a bit humbling, but you just need to have the wherewithal to, to get over that and to uh, to focus on the things that you are really good at. That's a, an amazing point. I'm glad you brought it up because that focus is important as well. There are things that you may not like uh, that you may be good at. It's, it, it really depends on how you're setting up your practice, your firm, uh, and if you, even if you're an associate, how you work with your paralegal. Um, there is going to be a lot more talk about this as we go. So, yeah. uh, But one of the things I wanted to to just briefly touch on was if you don't have a big staff, let's say you're a solo or you're just starting out or you're in a smaller firm and you don't have that big of a staff, there are options. Freelancer, there's a company called Outsourcely where you can go and hire people uh, for a lot less than you'd think to help you on projects, to help you uh, on a, a part-time, a full-time basis for 
a lot less money than you'd ever dream of spending if you right. were to hire someone. Uh, and we're doing that with this podcast. We're, we're uh, hiring independent contractors that are going to help us with all kinds of stuff, video editing, all the stuff that we know how to do, but we don't want to do. That's just not our yeah. passion. Our passion is here bringing you these ideas and sharing this stuff with you, and we're going to have people helping us with this. So I just want to throw that out there because there are ways to to be in that stuff that you love and uh, delegate without having full-time employees or even part-time employees. So check that kind That's of right. stuff out. Um, next, let's talk a little bit about having some balance in your life. As lawyers, we want to be in control and uh, we're going to further that topic a lot more, too, in terms of control. But what we have to realize is that if there isn't balance, if you're not spending time uh, with your loved ones, your family, your kids, and spending time outside of work where you're not thinking about work. We bring these phones. We're, our phones are always with us in our pocket. I mean, Casey, you and I are just about as bad as each other. It's, it, it's something that I have untethered myself from some, but sometimes we just never leave work. And we don't leave work at work. And so yeah. that's a big thing for me. And there, this is a whole step I created in my book about having life balance in your life. There's got to be that balance because I know when I was working 12, 15-hour days, six, seven days a week, I got so sick. My body just yeah. started saying enough's enough. And so we have to look at uh, eating the right kinds of foods for our bodies. And I'm not going to tell you what to eat, but uh, it, that's for you to decide. Um, and, and creating time to exercise every day if you can. And uh, meditation, which we're going to talk about in this uh, podcast as well, because I feel meditation has just been such a, an amazing thing for me in my life. And I know, Casey, you meditate as well. And with all the stuff you've got going on in your life, you probably yeah. need meditation too. So You know, and, and it's funny because a lot of people can say, oh, God, here's other people telling me to exercise or to meditate. You know, who are these? I hear this over and over again. You know, there's a great book called How to Fly a Horse, and it's written by this uh, this M MIT professor, I think. It's uh, we'll, we'll have it in the show notes. It's a fantastic book about genius and creation, really accessible read. And he talks about Woody Allen, you know, with his genius and this writer. And Woody Allen says, you know, he would, either when he got kind of what he called writer's block or even if he just needed a break, he would just go take a shower. Mm. Sometimes he took four showers a day. And you think of Woody Allen as this celebrity and a lot of money and so on. But, you know, he's just in his New York apartment writing most of the time and dealing with his own issues. And so whether it's exercise or meditation or eating better or whatever, I mean, I think the main point that we're making here is you have to take a break sometimes. Yeah. Maybe even just take a shower. Maybe even just walk around the block. Maybe it's getting your coffee, but at the same time, that may not relax you. But it's really just carving out some time. And I think for me, my brain need, needs to rest. It needs a refresh, obviously at night when we sleep, but also during the day. And 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 where all this goes for me personally, Adam, I'm interested to hear what you you have to say. But it's it's about working smarter as opposed to just working more and That's working right. harder. That's right. Um, I know with the things I write, if my brain's getting fuzzy, I could work another two or three hours on it. It's not going to be good. That's right. Uh, it, and so for me, that's where this breaks. So I, I encourage people to not roll their eyes and say, if they are, you know, exercise, I don't like to run or meditation. That sounds too this for me. I got kids. How am I going to meditate? Really what we're saying is take a break some kind, just sometime, just, just disconnect sometimes. Well, this is why in school you find 10 minute breaks every 50 minutes. This is why in every school there's something to that effect. Now, I mean, I, I talked to my nephew um, who is a freshman in high school, and now they have two-hour classes, which 
I couldn't imagine having that long class back no. then. But yeah, but you've got to have a break. And so this segue, let me segue into another topic that's very connected to this. And people, when they say they don't have enough time, I don't believe them because we waste so much time every day. And so if you want to find ways to love the law and connect with that passion about the law, then this is something I write about intensively in, in my book as well. And we're going to talk about this a lot. And that is, look at where you're wasting time. Because yeah. if you're in the middle of a work day uh, or the time you've set aside to work, I don't call it work anymore from what my perspective is, Casey, and you know this. I love what I'm doing. And so it's not work. It's fun. But right. one of the things that we do is we go online and we jerk around and we go on Facebook and we, uh, we do stuff that wastes time. And then at night... We sit, the average American watches four hours of TV a day. So you get home, you crack open a beer because you don't want to think about the day, and then you sit down and you eat dinner and you watch TV from 6 o'clock till 11 o'clock. You got time. I don't care if you have kids, pets, there is time. Look at those things where you waste time and stop doing it because yeah. – when you say you don't have time for meditation, when you say you don't have time to exercise or to spend time with your kids with uh, some meaningful time, in-the-moment time, that usually, usually is a lie. Um, you're lying to yourself, not to me or Casey, but you're usually lying to yourself when you say, I don't have time. And when I was working 12, 15-hour days, there were a lot of hours in the day that was wasted. And so right. if I come into a job, to my job, to my law firm, and I am focused and I'm in the moment, there's a key, in the moment, which yeah. we're going to learn a lot more about throughout this podcast, and you're focusing your attention, this is a big one, focused awareness, focusing your attention on what you've got that day. And when we talk about getting things done in the future, we, we're going to talk about daily, weekly, and monthly planning where you're looking at what is the high-level stuff I need to get done and, and what are the little things that need to get done, these little things that sit around for sometimes weeks yeah. that should be done. When you start putting all these puzzle pieces together, you realize that you do have time. And when you're focused and you get stuff done a lot faster, I can tell you implementing the Getting Things Done book and some of the other things I'm going to teach you from other books and seminars that I've learned probably gave me back five to 10 hours a week, a week. And so when you yeah. stop wasting time and you implement some of these things and you really get uber organized, you're working at a higher level, you will have more time. This is what we don't realize. We don't realize that we waste so much time. Casey, do you have and anything you know, to add to that? Yeah, Adam, you, you pushed me to do this and it was really annoying in the beginning and I, I didn't like it. I didn't like you much uh, for pushing me this. This was uh, about six months ago. And I tracked it for a while, and I, I still fall off a bit, but for the most part, I really realized that I was doing really important stuff like tracking the election on my phone and you know looking up sports scores and so on. And I am not saying to stop doing any of that, and I don't think you are Neither either. I mean, I. have no. fun. Yes. You know, you need your zone out time. I know with my kids, you need a video game or you need some sports or something or zone out. Of course. Yes. But I think, and, and people may say, well, look, if I listen to this podcast, I'm wasting my time. I should be out cleaning the garage or, or doing my taxes. The point really is to do these things in an important way. If you're going to zone out, be mindful of the fact That's that right. you're just zoning out here. Um, you also want to be mindful that if you're watching TV for four hours, that might not be the best use of your time. I mean, maybe take this podcast, put it, uh, put it on your phone, 
uh, put your earbuds in and then clean the garage or yeah. start working something else. Um, you can, it's kind of like good multitasking. But I think the goal too is to just really be mindful of when you're doing things, not putting pressure on yourself, not giving yourself a guilt trip or anything like that, but really being mindful. I've, I've watched the Warriors, the basketball game out here, and I will go and say, you know what? I'm zoning out now. I need this. And then probably about half hour later, 25 minutes, I'm going, you know what? If I'm ominous with myself, I want to get up. Like yeah. my zoning out is done. And if I watch this for another hour, I'm to be honest with myself, I really don't need that extra yeah. hour unless it's a close game and I'm having fun maybe. But but you just want to be mindful of it. And I think the point, Adam, correct me if I'm wrong, where it comes to saving time is really being mindful about what you're doing in that moment and really pushing yourself in a good way as to whether you could be doing some, something else that's either more creative, more productive, or really just more beneficial for you. Well, I'm not saying don't watch TV. I'm not saying not surf the internet. Uh, those are fun things. I, I don't watch a lot of TV. I do watch a little bit of TV. It's fun for me. I do go on Facebook every so often and, and check sports scores sometimes, not as much as I used to, but but what I, I think the, the point we're making here, and it's it's well uh, it's a, it's a good point that you've made. In it's not about the the time wasters. It's about don't make excuses that you don't have time for stuff when you do That's waste right. a lot of time. That's really all it's about. That's and when right. you're at work, be at work so you don't have to be there longer than you need to because you're wasting time in the day. So that's right. But do do be mindful of uh, taking some breaks and. Um, whatever it is that you want to do. Now we're, we're, we're saying live your life how you want to. We, the whole thing about what we're teaching is giving you tips and understanding that we've been where you've been. And so you take it with a grain of salt and you implement it or don't implement it, but you can get a book and read it and never implement stuff. You can listen to a podcast and learn a lot of stuff when you don't implement it. It's like you never bought the book. It's like you never listened to the podcast. So Take what you will from all of this and use it if you want. That's all. And Adam, you know where 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 what's been a big obstacle for me and something where I've sort of taught myself is the idea of baby steps, which we'll get into more also yes, when we talk we about leaving the law. Small incremental baby steps that enable you to fail. Uh, if you make a mistake or do something, you haven't gone that far, so you ha- it hasn't been. It won't be a huge disaster for you, but. One thing that I fall into, and then we can jump to your next topic, but is when you take a baby step, you actually get a lot more stuff done. It's like incremental investing. You invest $5 today, you don't think it does much, but wait 20 years and you'll see how that has accumulated. It's the same thing with getting things done. I Like for this podcast, I wanted to write the show notes and I want to do the video and I want to do the artwork and there's all this stuff that we have to do. And it's like, you know, how do you eat an elephant? And then I was looking at all the stuff and... I didn't get anything done because it was so overwhelming. There was that one time, you remember, Adam, where I just said, you know what? I am focusing on one thing right now. I've got 47 minutes before I had to go somewhere. I am writing the show notes for these. And I got it done. Boom. So I think really the other thing I want to add to it is when it comes to the saving time and wasting time, it's easy to say, well, I don't have time to get that three-hour thing done. So I'm just going to spend a half hour surfing the web. What we're saying is bite off a little. Take that 20, 30 minutes or whatever it is, get it done. It's not finished, but it will be. Yeah, there's a whole book that Brian Tracy wrote, and it's called Eat That Frog. And, and yeah. basically the premise is uh, if there's something you can do now that is a baby step, step is a 
part of that three-hour project that you need to do, um, do it. Brian Tracy is an amazing author. If, if you guys haven't read him, ladies and gentlemen, you should check him out. He's yeah. got some amazing books and is one of my favorite teachers. And so let's move on to just a brief overview. We're not going to d- dive into these too much because we want to uh, we want to end this episode so it's not too long for you. But beliefs, beliefs uh, and habits. Habits are caused by your beliefs, and beliefs, I believe, create your reality. So if you believe money's hard to come by, you're not going to like being a lawyer. If you believe money's hard to make, being a lawyer is going to be difficult for you. And I had to look at those beliefs. Now, I had a a time where I was making a lot of money uh, from the real estate market. The real estate market was booming. And then when the real estate market tanked, uh, I had learned a lot of this stuff. It was over 10 years ago. And... um, I started learning about beliefs and I started to take what I was learning, what we're going to teach you a lot about here in this podcast. Uh, So if you think it's hard to make money, being a lawyer isn't going to be very fun. Whether even if you're an associate or you're a solo or small or me, it doesn't matter. Uh, You have your own uh, company, really. You have your own company, even if you're an associate. The work you produce produces your income. And so whether you career advance, whether you open your own firm, whether you bring in more clients uh, if you're on your own or in a small firm, really your beliefs are it. And if someone says, I don't believe that, well, then you're going to get evidence of that as well, which is going to be some interesting conversations we had. And I think as we get going, there's going to be quite a few questions on this, Casey, because most people have never heard about this. And when I started hearing about this topic, I wanted to learn everything I could. So I've literally right. read probably 30 books on this. I sought out some very amazing teachers and coaches that knew this stuff <laughs> and learned firsthand from them how to do this. And I will have a whole program for people on beliefs because it is so important. Everything you believe, you magnify, you magnetize in your life. Yeah. Uh, and then habits. It, we talk about time wasters and life balance and all this stuff comes from habits. Our habits really are everything. And so habits can be broken. So if you smoke, if you eat too much, if you drink too much, uh, whatever it is, we're going to talk more about how to break the negative habits that you don't want and start to instill habits that you do. And so what I learned years ago from Tony Robbins, uh, one of his workshops, was that he talks about this hour of power. And what is that? That means he exercises for about an hour a day. uh, And if it's not an hour a day, it's close to that. But he then also listens to, and it was back then, it was probably CD or tapes. (laughs) It wasn't even CDs yet. But um, this is why podcasts are so cool. This is why I love podcasts. And I love doing a podcast because you can listen to something every single day while you work out on your drive to work and you can start to enrich your, your mind. And we talked about this on a couple episodes and that is learn, you know, we go to law school, we go to college, we spend all this money on student loans and learning how to become a lawyer. And then we get out and then we learn how to practice law. And then a lot of us stop learning other than the, the bullshit CLEs that we're forced to do. We just stop learning. We just sit back and say, Hey, I know what I'm doing with this part of the law and and it's okay. And my life is okay. Or it's uh, whatever it might be for you. But, um, always look at something new and start to implement those things. Like we said, I'm going to keep, uh, hitting you with this implementation part because it's just so important. If I 
of all the books that I read, if I never implemented any of those things, I wouldn't be here yeah. talking to you right now. So, And Adam, you know, I know we're, we're running uh, towards the end of the podcast, but I want to add one thing to your point about learning. I am, it's true. We don't uh, keep learning in many ways. We, we think we are, and we're obviously getting better at a lot of the stuff we're sure. doing day to day in, in the, as a lawyer or, or elsewhere. The other thing that I want to point out is we don't unlearn. There's a lot I think we need to unlearn. You know, there's that story about the elephant, that uh, baby elephant in the circus, and it's uh, chained to a huge right. log. And then over time, uh, and obviously can't go anywhere. It's too small to pull the big log, even though it's uh, an elephant. And as the elephant gets bigger and bigger, and it's this huge bull elephant, um, the idea is they could take a small string and tie it to a twig, which obviously this big elephant could just walk away. It's, it's not resistant at all, but it won't because it's been programmed that it's tied down and, and it won't go anywhere. And there's so much of those um, uh, big logs and twigs now that we are tied to. That's right. Um, to your idea about beliefs, and they've, this has then informed our habits. And unlearning a lot of this, unlearning negative feelings about, about money, unlearning these feelings that we only have a certain amount of limited skills, um, unlearning that the only way to be accepted in society is to be a lawyer and you can't be anything else and on and on. You know, I really think there's a lot that we've learned that uh, we should keep and morals yeah. and values that obviously work well for us, but there's a lot we need to unlearn and that's specific to each of us. And, you know, Adam, the way I've done this is listen to YouTube, listen to podcasts. Abraham Hicks is one of the my favorites. So Tony Robbins goes up there, Wayne Dyer, um, there's a lot of podcasts and then a lot of marketing podcasts and sort of newer people that are on uh, Seth Godin, people like that, Tim Ferriss. And I've just listened to all these people. Some I like more than others. Some align with me better than others. But the ideas they have and the people they come on and I have literally stopped jogging with my dog and just paused and said, wait a minute, I need to rewind and listen to this again because I have never ever heard this idea before or this idea goes counter with everything I've believed and that I've been practicing for most of my life. So we need to learn more, but I also encourage everybody to unlearn more, which of course can be scary, but boy, when you have those moments and you hear these things that all of these people are saying out there, it is so beneficial for our life. Yeah. Yeah. And take everything with a grain of salt, uh, because what you're going to take in is based on your beliefs. And as, and as we get into this more and you check out some more of the stuff that we're both doing, you're going to realize that uh, having an open mind is really the key to life. It really you think, is. You think you know, and then you realize you don't know much. <laughs> but what and this, it's, it's humbling. It's it, so it, humbling. It, it, it is. But really what we're about, our mission here is to help you to live an authentic life. That is my main mission in life is to help you live an authentic life from a place of believing what you want to believe, not what society has taught you to believe, not what your parents taught you to believe, but what do you want to believe? How do you want right. to live and what standards do you want to set for your life? That is where the rubber meets the road. So. Last two things very quickly, and we're going to let you go, and then we're going to, well, we'll, let, we'll tell you what the next episode's going to be, a couple episodes coming. Um, E-Myth is an amazing book on systematizing your business practice, whatever it is you're doing. And systemization means breaking it all down into small steps and figuring out ways you can uh, make those steps better so that you can create raving fans that send you business and make your life a lot easier. And then when you, custom, when you connect systemization with automation, where you can automate these tasks that you do every day or your staff does 
and start to do them on autopilot. They get done on autopilot with the help of technology. And then automating your marketing, which is a passion of mine, and Casey can tell you that. He, he understands that I love the idea of automating your follow-up and your customer intake and all that kind of stuff. So that's a high-level look at a, a lot of different topics. And we are going to, we're going to go from 50,000 to 40 down to 10,000. We'll, we'll go incrementally into some deep dives on this. And we're also going to interview a bunch of people so that you're going to get some different perspectives on uh, all these ideas and more. Um, but Casey, why don't you tell everybody what's in the next episode um, that we're, we've got coming next week? That's right. What we're going to talk about more, everyone, is why the law is an amazing profession. Uh, we talk about loving it. We talk about leaving it. We're giving you kind of our frank ideas. But what we really uh, want to talk about is what is so great about the law. And I work with people to leave the law. And one of the first areas that I talk about is, you know, are you given the law a bad uh, name? Are you giving it a bad break? Are you in a rough spot? Um, and, and the essential a step before you leave the law or before you really start loving it is to really uh, talk about um, why the law is amazing, how is it is, is amazing, um, and, and really do that deep dive into it because I think it, it shows respect for the industry um, and it really gives you that foundation and as well as guidance. And we're going to get into a number of reasons why um, it is so great around being so entrepreneurial and having your own business and the creativity that you can really infuse into it. Um, and really focusing on how uh, the law can really be in alignment uh, with your skills and, and who you are. So um, please come back next time. We're going to have a really good deep dive into what really is great about the law. And I think uh, we may open your eyes. There might be some dormant feelings about it, some some positive feelings that uh, you might not have felt in a while that, that hopefully we'll be able to unearth and, and re-energize for you. So I'm excited about it and uh, looking forward to having you guys with us for the next episode. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you in a week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.